Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Business and Barbell Talk podcast. This is a quick intro because we basically discuss one thing on this episode, the state of fitness and coaching and health in basically in the world and in uh, specifically the United States, given everything that's happened with COVID. Me and my guest, Brian Dunn, he's the first return guest we've had, so I don't know. There's a gold star for that. Um, we dive down this long rabbit hole of why people like why people should put more emphasis on their health after you know and during a, <laughs> a medical pandemic why we don't necessarily think that people will or why they may not and where do we go from here what does all this mean for the coaching industry and the coaching business the strength and conditioning world what does all of this uh how does how does this does this change our industry going forward um Hope you enjoy the episode. As always, if you're looking for programming, um, S3 Athletics on uh, trainheroic.com. We offer a number of programs from everything from first responders to just generally getting super big and jacked. Uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Let everybody you know listen to it, share it around, and uh, have a good time. Three, two, one, go. Hey, Brian. So uh, we are back with Brian Dunn, episode number two with him. First, uh, first, first time we've had a a, a repeat guest. Um, for those of you that didn't listen the first time, I'm gonna let Brian sort of spiel about himself a little bit. And uh, so, go ahead, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I got where you are, education, coaching, what you do. Go for it. Sure, dude. Yeah. So I appreciate you having me back on. It's uh yeah. Thanks for coming. First, first repeat. It was either so bad the first time that you feel feel you needed to do it again, or it was actually okay the first time and yeah, we're yeah, cool again. But <laughs> we're hitting a do over like in a. Yeah. Yeah, I want to tee off again. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm Brian. I'm I'm currently in New Jersey, uh, by way of Michigan, and then Colorado back to Michigan, out to New Jersey. I married a Marine, so a female Marine. Um, so uh, here we are. We're we're living the dream out here in Jersey. Uh, you can see my face. You can head to look. That's, you know, yeah, sum it all up New there. New Jersey's the place for it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we digress there. Um, no, so yeah, I played a little bit of college hockey. I've always kind of been in the gym since I was a young age. Uh, you know, freshman in high school, we started training, played hockey. I was kind of my baby. Um, I was always kind of like the strong, fat kid, but we're still kind of athletic. Um, ended up quitting hockey in college, do some head injuries, and moved back home through that. Got an opportunity to start training in the CrossFit world. And had some people take me under the wing and started kind of going through that. So I spent about a decade in the CrossFit world. Um, and really, it was not really about the CrossFit at that point. It was more about human connection and learning about myself and others and movement. And I never really had this strong affinity to CrossFit other than it was an opportunity to be in a facility that I liked, not necessarily the CrossFit itself that I love. Um, that's go back to the first episode. I think we ranted on that one. Yeah. Um, and through that, I just started working with some athletes, gender pop and, and really trying to get on the level of other people and learn, uh, teach what I wanted to learn. And from that, I've continued to grow. I continue to try to grow. Uh, you know, I've, I've taken all the major certs, probably the best one as we can probably both attest is that block one power athlete, um, a true testament to why you're there and what you want to learn and, and always be growing. But, you know, the CSCS, the, um, bio force with joel jameson iyca stuff so you just trying to make sure sure you're you're well-rounded and always have an opportunity to help people and young athletes um and now i find myself kind of i think this is where we're headed a little bit in the, the episode today um yeah. it's just down the road of maybe transferring a little bit more to online um and trying to maybe connect more with men uh specifically 
I work with a lot of young athletes about just, you know, trying to make good movement qualities and getting myself out of pain from lingering injuries or bad movement patterns, whatever it might be. But um, I see a real struggle in myself with my nutrition or I have, and I'm trying to take real good control of that. But men seem to be not having the same voice they used to have um, or what I expect. A, a, you know, I look at my dad and he's pretty strong willed and all these things, but I, I feel like men kind of are soft physically, mentally, and emotionally and not in a way of they should be rough and tough, but like that they're not in touch with themselves. And mm -hmm. I feel like we see that presented outward in obesity, just all the health parameters. I, mean, I think we're gonna dive into that stuff. So yeah. um, that's kind of where I'm heading. I wanna connect with people on a nutritional level. Um, but as we say that with nutrition and, and movement, it really is a mindset thing. And that's really where I love to work the most is getting to know people, connect them and try and peel layers back of themselves and myself as well throughout that process and continue to learn um, and grow together as, as a community and, and individuals and, and try and make some kind of impact on the world so that we can figure out how to make this a better place. <laughs> right. And I mean, that, that's a, that's a, that's a tall fucking order. That's a, that's a, that's it a does big it, specifically right now. It feels like the mountain grew and we stayed on the ground. So, yeah. um, but maybe that's perspective and, and maybe it's not as bad as we think. And we just, uh, maybe what's going on is that we aren't attacking it with, um, the fury of a thousand suns or fires or whatever the phrase actually is. And, yeah. and what we really need to do is stick our face right into that pile of shit and, and start eating away at it. And I think, uh, and I think, I think that's a big, that's a big issue. I think, especially like, and I just like real quick, like that you see within coaching, that's a big thing that when people come to you, like I, I know some people have hesitancy, it's because they don't know how to address the problem. Right. And I think people don't really understand what the fitness and strength like community is here for. It's here to help you address that problem. Right. Yeah, that idea that like overarching idea of like, like you just said, like you sometimes you just got to shove your sh shove your face into the pile of shit. Right. Like, and you just have to look at it. You just got to be able to smell it. And like, and it's just, it's not going to taste very good, man. But like, sometimes you need that to be actually make progress to move forward. And you're not going to like, you're not going to know where to go until you actually look at it. 100%, dude. Uh, there's, there's a lot of like, um, we talk about don't come to me with problems, come to me with solutions, but uh, that's the part of like coaching as a coach, it's part of having a community is that when there is a problem, you don't have to solve it alone. Uh, yep. There's plenty of clients that come to me with, you know, with nutrition or even movement or whatever it is. And I, I think I know the answer, but I outsource it just to double check and make sure we're not wasting time or, mm -hmm. or that's some, you know, maybe it's a validation thing. Maybe it's my own security that I need validation for, but if I don't know, I say, I don't know, but we're going to figure it out. Yeah. It's not an I, it's not a you, it's a we. And, and uh, collectively, I think right now we're struggling with, uh, we want to, we want to focus on the things that suck rather than where we want to go and the things that can be really great. Um, mm -hmm. The solution probably is very, very simple. Yet we want to complicate it as humans, which isn't anything new for us. If you really take a step back, we are, our, our, we are probably most successful at complicating all things life. And well, the reality is like, like yeah, you know, like the, the reality is like, dude, if you, if you just do this, <laughs> that will happen. And it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Um, not all things are. And, and that's the excitement of coaching and, and working with people. You know, I learn just as much as people hopefully learn from me when I work with them and I'm supposed to be their coach and I'm sitting on the other side of that, you know, the frame or right across from me at the table. And I'm like, mm -hmm. huh, didn't even... I just put thoughts together that I have wasn't able to verbalize or connect the dots on why the back squat and the snatch connect here. I, you yeah, know, when you're talking yeah. about something, you're like, Oh shit, 
happens all the time. And that's, that's the beauty of working with people and in, in solving problems together, because although we're all the same, we're all different in that our quote. So, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, man, it's it's a it's a fascinating time. I'm trying to get away from calling things crazy and weird because I yeah. feel like we just said it before we press record. Language matters. Yep. I find it fascinating because something good comes of all, and doesn't mean that uh, there's a consequence, good and bad to everything. So you you take that shit, you eat what you need to, and then some at some point you have the steak too. Absolutely, man. And I think uh, and it's it's interesting you said because you were talking about like you played like a. You played a little bit of college hockey, right? Yeah, I used that. I used that very loosely. I was very loosely. At best, (laughs) as as our college coaches tell us, you're not. You don't. You're not a hockey player. You play at hockey. Oh. Oh, okay, okay. So, (laughs) and it's it's interesting to me that the idea that like you can usually like when people play team sports, you normally see some like common themes in their thinking. At least in my experience. They're always, it seems like it develops group problem solving and being a think tank really well, like as a group. Um, and it also just sort of develops this, like a really strong, obviously like a really strong sense of camaraderie. Um, I never played a team sport, right? I've, n- I've never did it. So I always find it kind of fascinating to like, to listen to that kind of stuff. But it's interesting how people that played some sort of team sport, especially for an ext- extended amount of time, like through like being a kid and then a teenager, then to like college and into their adulthood, maybe. Um, they always seem to maintain that sense of camaraderie. It's always, it's almost never what can I do or where do I find the answer? It's almost always where can I like help somebody else find the answer and who can help me find the answer, right? It's almost never like, I'm just going to sit in my cave and dwell on it. It's always like, I'm going to go reach out to some people. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I think that everything is team. I think that we as a species are are tribal and and team or whatever, you know, whatever buzzwords floating out there right now. I don't think it's buzzy in the fact of like what it means. Uh, I think that we are not meant to go alone, but I think that we have capability to do a lot of shit um, individually. But even when I was a young kid, it was never I, 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 it was how do I do me so that I can support this or the team or whatever. And the cool thing about, teams and i think everything if you really break it down there is a team around everything you know, no one got anywhere alone you know it could have maybe it didn't feel like the team but the guy on the corner that gave you the 10 bucks to go eat the next meal that's that's part of your story of supporting the team so as collective we are this massive team we just inside of every team there's always a problem too and that's part of it there's a chemistry there's a we're, we're individual beings having a human experience and it's very hard that's why marriage is hard that's why relationships are hard that's why business partnerships are hard because everybody has a way of seeing it and we can call this piece of paper white but what that white looks like to you may not be the same to me but the cool thing about like team orientation or or thought process is that you do have a specific role to fill it doesn't mean that it can't change but when you fulfill that role you've done your job to support something bigger than you but when someone else falls short are you flexible enough to either step in, change roles, or have that kind of chameleon back and forth uh, um, flexibility? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that I really love about team atmosphere, and I try to approach that. I do not believe that I, – I use the word I. There's plenty of things that I want to do and that I want to be and I want to be successful with and impact for me. But the reality is that I know that there's a team monsters uh, surrounding me when I feel success. Yeah, my wife, my family, people like yourself, the power athlete group, the coaches mm-hmm. that you hire, just the people that support you, encourage you. Everybody's playing a role, and sometimes it's the role of being a dickhead. 
you know, those yeah. dickheads sometimes force you to go be a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's why you, we, I believe that right now, I'm not the greatest of this, but I believe that we are looking at shit. Uh, everything is like, oh, this is wrong. This sucks, blah, blah. And it's like, mm -hmm. but how is this helping you? Yeah. And there is still good all around you. It doesn't mean that everything is pleasure town. No. Yeah. Quite frankly, if it was, we'd be bored as shit. So yeah. And there's going to always be easier, but things can be way harder, but I'm kind of happy they are the way they are. I know I'll get somewhere, but I don't know. You yeah. Know, so that's, that's kind of the thought process there for me. Yeah, man. No, I'm with you. And I think, I think there's a difference between being able to critically, critically look at and think about what the reality of a situation is. And, uh, this sounds kind of harsh, but like letting it, letting it constantly follow you around on the, on the verge of a panic attack. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, and I, the way I always think about it, and this is absolutely like, you know, I'll, I'll like, I'll, I'm checking my privilege at the door here, but like that idea that like, you know, I've never made a good decision in the middle of a panic. Right. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to. Yeah. It's always, it's, it's always, Hey, I can think, I can sit down, I can think critically about this personally and I can make a plan of action. Right. And that will involve coming back to what we said earlier, like that's going to involve putting my face in the shit a little bit, looking at what this is like, looking at it, like for what it is. And then I've got to assess and I've got to like, you know, reverse engineer a plan. It's like, if I want to end up at, at B, wh what the fuck is a, yeah. Right. Like it's that kind of thing. I had a, <laughs> I remember being in therapy at one point and I, I, this, this guy is, he's amazing at what he does. He's a great, uh, I, I think he's probably more of an energy worker and therapist and you know, nervous system worker and anything. But uh, I remember like, I don't remember what, I don't remember what the subject was that I was complaining about, but I said, I think the quote was, I wish I had made a better decision or a different decision. Mm -hmm. And he started laughing and he's got this weird way of laughing at you and you're like, fuck. And, uh, he basically was like, could you have made a different decision? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, could you? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, why didn't you? Mm -hmm. Basically saying like, no, you could, you made the best decision you could in that moment. And that was the decision you made. Doesn't have to be permanent forever, but like that was the decision you made. So why are you going to sit there on that thing? And wish that you could have made a different one. Here's what you did. You made the best decision for yourself in that moment, whether you think so or not now, but yeah. in that moment, this is what you thought you needed. Boop, yeah. Now here we are. So, let's roll with it. And yeah. so, you know, like that, that always kind of hits home with me where it's like, you know, I think we're all guilty of it. We get in these sulky moments of like, well, poor me. And you're like, yeah, okay, it's fine. You can have that poor you conversation. I do it more often than I'd like to admit. My wife probably make fun of me for it too. Uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like sometimes that's my way of slowing me down. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me, let me pull back for a minute. Let me take this a bigger perspective, a global look of all these things that are going on. And then, mm -hmm. Maybe I have a better path that I can move forward or I can figure out what path I want to take is maybe a better way to phrase it. So absolutely, it's a man. fascinating time right now. Yeah, dude. And speaking of, you know, fascinating time and picking what path like we're going to take, like that sort of brings me, brings us to like the main, what I want the main talking point of this episode to be is mm -hmm. the idea of like through all the COVID and everything that's going on right now, like what, like what is the fucking state of fitness and health in today's world? <laughs> I feel, I feel like simultaneously, uh, and I'm biased because I work in it and I, and I know the importance of it because it's fucking saved my life. It's the reason I'm yeah. still around. But like, I feel like simultaneously right now, we're going through like a, a, he like a, a health pandemic. And at the same time that we're looking at like, people need to be healthy. We're also completely ignoring the mechanisms 
that can help people get healthy efficiently, which is the health and fitness and strength industry. Like, I mean, look, like I can't, I can't make a vaccine for shit, but I sure as hell make your blood work better. Right. Like it's, it's one of those, it, it kind of blows my mind that like, it's not a bigger part of the conversation is like, what are we going to do as a nation to make people healthier? Because if anything that if COVID has shown us anything, and if anything positive has come from it, it's that it's kind of a positive. It's that idea that like health needs to be a bigger priority in people's daily lives. Right. So the question is, what is the state of fitness? My answer is, I don't know. <laughs> which is which is a good answer. I don't think anyone knows. I don't think anyone knows. We just we just technically opened in New Jersey uh, this past Monday here at twenty five percent capacity. Everybody's got to have the mask on, and you've got to sign in with you know we we figure out a way to kind of make this efficient as possible. You got to sign in, take your own temperature, just you know pop the yeah. your forehead, whatever. Fine, sign out for contact tracing, whatever the fuck that means. Like how we're gonna. You got 200 people walk through a gym a day. How are you going to minim like figure out who the hell it was? I, I that stuff. I'm like, I don't. I, I'm sure. I guess somebody's way smarter than me. He's got this whole system, but uh, yeah, someone else from, can do it. Cool. I don't my, know where to do it. From my viewpoint, my dumbass, like I'm, you know, low yeah. on the IQ. I'm like, I don't see how you do this, but okay, this is the loophole. I got to jump to finals work. Um, I so I don't state of fitness. Uh, what is it and what should it be? I mean, I don't even know if my answer to what should it be is really rooted in anything other than my own belief, you know, rather than research. But we talked about that too. Like you can kind of manipulate research to support mm -hmm. whatever the fuck you're thinking. Yeah. Um, I'm not a research guy in the sense of like, I'm some expert on it, but uh, it does seem that as of right now, the people that are continually moving, trying to do basic balanced nutrition, uh, trying to get their sleep and seem to be doing for the most part pretty well um, yeah, and I think I, by pretty well I mean like I don't really follow the numbers anymore because I'm tired of everything um, yeah you know it's not that it's about me I just it was it was consuming me and I didn't want to do that anymore mm -hmm. uh, but I know that for even me I just decided it's a great opportunity to try and get find what optimal health looks like for me and start on that journey I don't know if you ever really like reach it I think you always will be exploring new things of like oh this feels you know whatever nothing's perfect we don't live in a vacuum but state of fitness man uh i think that you're going to see a major shift i know you want to talk about facilities and stuff and maybe i don't want i don't want to jump too far ahead but now you're good dude facilities are going to get real sketchy here i i don't i don't know how from my understanding of like the big globo corporate chains like um like a lifetime mm -hmm. my understanding is that they just cut off all payments um, yeah. from their members so you know i'm like thinking about what a rent looks like for them yeah i don't know how they're doing that over the last five six i mean we're coming up on six months now we're yeah. we're, we're between five and six months of, of downtime and they're in michigan is opening in nine at the ninth and i think michigan's the last last state to open so new mm -hmm. jersey just opened this week so in some capacity um it's concerning from that standpoint which uh, global gyms are great. A couple corporate gyms are, are, are great because it op allows opportunity for people to get in there, get sweaty, move and whatever. But um, I prefer that more box sitting, the, the semi micro gym, not maybe yeah. as micro as a garage or basement, but um, the CrossFit style of setup, just the box gym. Yeah. 
I am concerned that, I mean, I think it's also good because it will level the market off where we don't have a million gyms trying to do the same thing where it's like, it just seems kind of saturated, but to me, oh, the mar- yeah, the market's absolutely saturated and has you know, been for so, a long time. So that, that will be a good thing because I think that will really force us as coaches, as business people, as just trying to put food on the table will really open the doors of more unique ways to provide. Let's call it what it is. You're providing, you know, you're your provider, you're a provider of services of health services. Yeah. Um, I think that it will, you will see some really unique things come up and I think we already are. I know the online sector is really growing, which is cool. I'm trying to tap into that too. Not mm-hmm. so much because of COVID, but because I want to travel and, and yeah. still be able to like, you know, when I, I like to move, so I don't want to set up shop every time and start over. But um, the state of fitness, I, I there's no easy way to sum that up. I, I think that a lot of people are trying to take their health way more seriously but do I think that the state of fitness or health, maybe it's maybe the better question is state of health. Yeah. Do I think that's really going to change. Fuck no. Yeah. Which no, is unfortunate. It, it's all because like, why, why are we here? How did this happen? Why are we not following? Because basics are not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, a lot of people don't want to train with us because we do basic shit and they're like, I'm bored. And you're like, well, boring is good. Yeah. It works. You know, it doesn't mean we can't ever experiment with other shit. It just means that like, <laughs> You can't, you can't touch a toe. Why why would I load you up? You know? So I don't know. The state of health is, is a really scarier to me than the state of fitness. Um, And I guess maybe they're interchangeable, but fuck dude. uh, I do not think that, I think that you will see a big group of people jump into that health journey that maybe haven't before they're trying, but I do feel like this will be a little bit of a new year's resolution situation. And I hope that more people stick onto it because a healthier society is a healthier country and it's a healthier world. It's a better mindset and better decision-making. It's a better collective. But do yeah. I think that'll change? No. I mean, we're, you know, you probably listen to the Woodski podcast with podcast with a power athlete. And uh, he mentioned that over a million people are 500 plus pounds in the country. And I believe when I looked that up, the only thing I, I did a very superficial Google search. Mm. The only thing I found in that was from 2008 or nine, maybe 10. I don't think we got healthier in the last decade. Yeah. So to me, like if it was over a million in around 2010, where are we right now? And, and like, that's sad. It's disgusting. It's disturbing. It's, I don't know. It's a lot of things. It's hopeless because it doesn't feel like that's going to change. And it's mostly because I think we do a really shit job of mental health in this country uh, or maybe in the world. Maybe that's a conversation for the third episode. I don't know. Um, but I just think that people either don't know they're under undereducated, they don't like their discomfort, or they like hiding so much that it's just easy. It's just easy. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think that you're going to see a big change. I think you're going to see a shift of like some of the healthy people fell down. A few of them will pick back up. I think you'll see a couple of the really unhealthy people try and pick it up fall down and you'll just kind of have this like normal container of people floating around in space of like some wanted to really take care of the health. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Like, yeah, I was really, I was getting really good at the beginning of COVID and then I was doing great. And then all of a sudden I was like, fuck, I'm going to go back to eating pizza and fast food and yeah, whatever. Not moving. <laughs> and then I like, was like, fuck this dude. I feel like garbage. Let me fix this thing. And I don't know, man, it's scary. 
What do you think it is? Where do you think, think we are right now? Man, I think it's, I think, well, I agree with, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think that, I think that I'm an optimist, right? And I try to be optimistic and I try to be positive. And I want to believe that people are going to look at, you know, hospitalizations and the number of sick people in the world, like, because whatever, people are reading those stats now. Right, especially in this country, people, people whether, they're, whether they're right or wrong, <laughs> whether what whatever it is, they are reading this the stats on like, hey, this many the, this many people's the, the this many like this number of people's obese, like this number of people have like an underlying condition that they could actually deal with, like this number of people have like a chronic disease. Um, there, people are learning more about the data, and it's like, I really wish there was a bigger push on, hey, here's how you change the data. There's one way right? There's one really efficient way that will also end up being a lot cheaper, right? And that's why it kind of like, it, it kind of blow it blows my mind a little bit when people like come to the gym or like they want to talk about like, like box style gyms or like private facilities being like, hey, it's $150 a month. And it's like, well, that's kind of expensive. And I'm like, my prescription medication is $65 a month, right? I was like, I was like, I was like, and if I can get off of that, then I've paid, and then I've like, I've, I've paid for a lot of, I've paid for a lot of that gym membership every month. Um, and well, I, in, in, not to cut you off, but no, you're good. I just wrote this down. What is health? Do we do a good enough job of defining what health means? Because, uh, I know for a lot of people, if they don't know where they're going, they're not going at all. Yeah. There's comfort and safety or safety mm -hmm. and comfort, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But like, what is health? Because like, I think of myself as a relatively healthy person, but if I really look at it, I go, Ooh, I don't know, not until like a month ago did I really start to feel like I had really good, um, or started really cracking open the shell of why are you binge eating? Why are you making these yeah. decisions? And, and then I started kind of opening that up and getting a little more comfortable with like, Oh, I don't need this. I don't even want it. And I can see my health. I can see my body transforming physically. I can see it happening mentally. Uh, I feel like, Maybe this has been it for a long time and I'm just now kind of coming around to it. But I feel like when people don't have a destination, mm -hmm. as much as I think that's dangerous, they don't have a destination. Maybe that's health. We need to define health better. Yeah. No, I'm, you know, I... because, because like there's plenty of people that are like skinny, their body fat percentage is, is perfectly fine. And they're dying from stuff like COVID or other diseases, diabetes or hypertension or, you know, I don't know. There's plenty no, of people dying from these things that they got body fat percentage. And obviously we know X percent of body, I don't know what it is, but like when you start getting up in the higher body fat percentages, you start entering in a lot more disease state and sickness yeah. and disease, just disease. Um, you know, not that like, oh, we got to be six pack chiseled up and like no. ripped and only eat tuna and chicken with, you know, a potato a week or something. I, no, that's not what we're saying. Yeah. It's that like, can you mentally, physically, and emotionally find health? And we don't really have a destination on that. It's not like we get on the plane and we land. Yeah. Um, and I think that might be part of the struggle. And I think that, man, I just think that people really like feeling comfortable. Yep. And they think that's easy, but then look at where we're at right now. Is it really easier? No. You know? And, and I, I, think it, I think it'd be, I think it'd be ignorant to say that it is. Uh, you know, I it's think, the I same. It's the same thought process of like, oh, the gym membership is one hundred and fifty dollars a month. That's expensive. It's like, well, is being fat, tired, sick, 
shitting your brains out, spending money on fucking fast food. Is that easier? Is that the cheaper gym? Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard because I wish I had like, I wish I could come on here and be like, Christopher, this is the answer. You know, yeah, no, you're like, fine, I don't know, dude. You're asking a question that, where I'm like, fuck, I didn't even think this deeply about till now. But it, that's, it's, that's what I wanted. Like, it's just like, it's posing a question that there's not a clear cut answer to. Right. So like, you know, it becomes <laughs> like, a discussion, right? It's like, and it, and it's, it's one of those things where like, so I've always, I have always, I don't remember when I came up with it, but like, or not like came up with it, but thought of it, but like my definition of health that I've always given to members is your health is the determining factor of how long and how well you will live. Right. That's how, that's how I've always defined health. Hmm. Right. Um, because to me, for me personally, that encompasses, that encompasses longevity and also things like mental health and physical health. So for yeah. me personally, it encompasses all of those things. Um, it, how my brain interacts with my body and how, and how well I take care of both of those things encompasses how long I will be alive and also how much I will enjoy living for that long. Right. Yeah, man. I think that too, uh, I was just recording a podcast, um, the other day and we were kind of rapping about it. And I feel like when you're surrounded, when we're, you know, you're in, you, we're in the same kind of situation where we're surrounded by people that are challenging their health. Let's just call it that. We'll call it challenging their health, mm -hmm. uh, being in inside of a gym, somewhat conscious of their food, their sleep recovery, whatever it is. I mistake that for the majority. Yeah. And so that's why I sit here and go like, I don't think this is going to change because the majority is not what we live in. Yeah. It feels like the majority because every day I wake up, I go to the gym, I work with people, I work on myself and do these things. And that's, that's my community. That's my, that's my immediate circle. Where I'm like, ah, hell. I don't think the majority of the country, the world is like that. I think that the things you want to see, you see, and the things you don't want to see, you just move past. Yeah. You know, your brain filters out. This is my intention. This is people I want to be surrounded by. Uh, but, you know, the other thing of it is, like, I've been thinking about this for a few weeks. I, you know, I was just, you know, how do you get answers to questions? And I feel like recently I've just been answering questions with more questions. And I, yeah. I wrote it down. Like, the answer to the question is answered with more questions. You yep. know? Like, yep. I, I don't. There's no, we're not in the vacuum. It's so annoying to continually say, but like, there's no perfect, but like, there's a striving for like, well, we know that when we hit these standards, we're in a way better percentage or percentile of like longevity, being able to make better decisions mentally, feel good about ourselves. And when we have that, you mm -hmm. start seeing your whole life as an individual start to open up. And I... Uh, I just wish that I wish that I did a better job for myself. And maybe that's the whole point of focusing on self sometimes is to radiate that out. When you take control of self and your own emotions or your habits or whatever, you start to radiate that out to the next person that goes, Oh man, you inspired me. And it's not even like I'm making $1 million a year, inspiring people. You're like, no dude, I just decided I wanted to feel better. And someone else went, yeah, man. I'm not gonna let you do it alone. I don't want to do it alone either. Let's do it yeah. together. Yeah. And awesome. And I think that like part of it is we I mean, I kind of mentioned that like I kind of want to dive into men mostly because like I want to teach what I want to learn. 
I'm hardly, I always joke like, dude, if a man comes more pussified than I am or softer than I am, that's dangerous because I'm about as soft as I'm comfortable getting now. Like, you know, like any softer yeah. than me, we've got some real manly issues and manly doesn't mean like women in the kitchen making sandwiches. It doesn't mean that my wife can't out earn me. It means yeah. having a purpose. It means waking up, believing in yourself to go make an impact or a difference to be of service, to deliver, to lead. Mm -hmm. Everybody's leading somebody and everybody's being led. That's yeah. just it. No, like there's like very, you gotta be way, 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 way up there to be like the leader leader. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about if I can make a good example, I can, I can post something about, man, I, I was struggling. I was going to have a whole pint of ice cream, but I made this decision instead. And you see that and go, man, I'm right there with him right now. You know what? I'm going to make the same thing he just made and, and boop, right out the other door. And you don't have the yeah. ice cream because you're like, I know that was going to be a half gallon down the drain. Well, great. That's what I'm talking about. Leadership lead self to help lead others mm -hmm. where it's just leadership takes on this. Like I got an army behind me. No, 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 no. It means like everybody come on, we're going this direction. And if you want to try this, let's try it. Let's figure it out together. That's that whole team thing. I, uh, I think that we as men are lost in yeah. kind of, kind of, we need, we need men. I think like, again, it's not like women aren't inspirational. Like I think that women are amazing. I, I fuck for one, they can, they can make life. Yeah. So nothing they more can, inspirational they can grow than a human. that. Let's, they can grow let's a get human that out of the way. Them. Women rule the world. I'm convinced of it. I don't yeah. have any problem saying that. But what I'm saying is that biologically men need to wake up with purpose. And again, that could be making $20 million a day. It could mean that you help your daughter get ready for class or you have a really hard conversation with your kids or your wife. Mm -hmm. or It's being true to self and feeling that purpose and meaning and service to yourself and others. And um, I think right now when you, you look at the state of men, I can only speak for men too. I'm not a woman. I don't know. I can only speak for my experience as a man, I guess. Yeah. You know, like we would be better off if we were in a better spot as men and because men would lead more men. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't know. It's, you look at a lot of men right now, we're really fat and sick. So man, I think, but I think, it goes, I think a lot of it goes back to what you were talking about. Like people just get super comfortable and they get really comfortable putting the responsibility of some of, of putting responsibility on someone else. I'm, I'm really big on, I talk about training as like training in my brain is preparation for something. I don't know what, right. I, I, I have, I've known a couple times in my life cause I've needed it, but like for me, things like lifting, conditioning work, jujitsu, all that kind of shit, like that kind of stuff to me feels like number one, just something I fucking love to do and enjoy, but it just feels useful. And it feels like preparation for something. And I'm, it may be preparing for something that never occurs, right? It might never fucking happen. Um, but it, it does, like you said, like it gives me a sense of purpose when I wake up because it also, I feel like makes me better at my job. And I think it makes me a better person. Right. And then I feel like, like what you said is like, people are missing that people miss purpose a lot. And I think that like, right now, I think that that's what's happening a lot with people. I think people don't know what Dude, to do. Like, like people like, don't know what to do. So they're, so what they do is they fall in like, and should people be worried? Sure. Sure. You should be worried that to hell it's a health pandemic and like everybody health affects everyone, but like people are, people are following panic 
because they're not sure what else to do. And it's like, well, maybe we should look into how do we avoid getting sick? How do we stay healthier? What are steps that we can take that will, that will help prevent us from like getting chronic disease or will strengthen our immune system like from here on out? Like, what can we do from here instead of just like, as brash as it sounds, like instead of just like huddling inside, like, why don't I like stay inside and do some fucking like air squats and push-ups and burpees? Or why don't I go on a walk? Or why don't I like find a gym that's open and safe? Right? While you're waiting on, while, while you're waiting on deck, you know, because I don't have the answers to the solution. I don't have even the slightest bit of where to start mm -hmm. other than like, I can do my role is get my health together, try and encourage people around me to continually get their health together. And that doesn't mean like don't order pizza in one night. Doesn't mean don't have the ice cream. It just means like hit a couple walks a day. Do a few push-ups, maybe mix in some vegetables and some good meats more often than you don't. And then like kind of take care of your mental health because we know what stress does to the fucking body. We know that that's almost, almost if not more uh, havoc on the body than hard conditioning. But like also we got to talk about like how hard are you training too often? Are you under recovery? Now is there a stress response from that? And, like, so again, it comes down to what is health? Yeah what really is health because like, you know, you, in the, yeah, we'll just, I feel like every time we get together, we talk about CrossFit and you're in the CrossFit world, but like, it's not every, it, burning the house down every day is not health. No. In fact, that may be the reason that you get sick now because your immune system is fucking running rampant and, and like, it doesn't know what to do. So there's conversations on both ends. It's, it's not a destination. It's this ebbs and flow or this, this puzzle that, you know, you, you have all the pieces, but the pieces can fit in multiple places and, and it's still a beautiful picture no matter what, but uh, a lot of people are just way too scared to come out of comfort. Uh, I'm guilty of that too. Like, I, you know, you pick and choose your risks and your, and your challenges and whatever, but man. Uh, Comfort's COVID's easy, man. Yeah, Comfort's and, and easy. The, it sounds easy, but is it easy? You know, that comes back to that question. Uh, hardly any answers today, more questions about the questions, <laughs> but yeah. I, I don't know, dude. It's, it's, it's concerning. You're making, like, I love this conversation because now I get to go, I get to spend 10 hours in the car and my wife's going to be like, why aren't you talking about it? I'm thinking about stuff, man. Yeah. Um, but it's, we all were purpose-driven you know, animals. And, and at the end of the day, like I always show we, so in college, one of our buddies, he worked at Subway and uh, we used to call him the sandwich artist, mm -hmm. you know? And like, I use that as an example with the young kids I work with, these high school athletes. And, you know, some of them are like, wow, I'm thinking about military. I hate school. And I'm like, what do you really, really like to do? Yeah. And some of them working at places like Subway or McDonald's, they go, whatever you're doing, do it the best you can. Become so freaking good at it. Not because you want to do this the rest of your life, but because that will teach you what it means to go all the way on something. Yeah. So, like, what if, what if you were, what if your world got blown up because you were the world's greatest sandwich artist? Yes. Uh, and if you enjoy doing it, see ya. Even People better. will pay to just have the experience. There's an energetic exchange to business that like when people are like, oh, you're $150 a month. And you're like, you're not paying for the weights. You're paying for the energetic exchange that we are about to have on a daily or three to four times a week, whatever it might be, not even just with your coach, but with the members of the community. How powerful is that? You pay for energetic exchange, not for the actual service. Here's your macros. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. But what you do get to do is get on a call with me 
and like we get the rap like you and I are doing and it just so happens that the goal you have I have some kind of I use the word expertise and quotes expertise to help get you closer to that thing I may not be the person for you for a year 10, 10 weeks a day, you may find that we go three months and you go, I'm going to try this other person. Great. You may find out you learned something so well that like, you don't need me anymore. Awesome. Bravo. That was my whole point. Build autonomy. Yeah. But I still want to talk to you because our energetic exchange was so great. The same with you get some clients where you go, fuck, you couldn't pay me $500 a month to enjoy this. Yeah. That's a bad energetic exchange. You yep. get those experiences. They're just as valuable. But like, so the same thing happens when we're talking about the price of health, easy. What the fuck is easy? Because yeah. it may feel easy now, but in 20 years when you're on, you're on the fucking gurney going, man, my foot's falling off because I have diabetes or whatever it might be. Well, yeah. that's a food issue, but it's hardly ever about the food. Yeah. It's an, a movement issue, but it's hardly ever about the movement. It's about what's going on in your head. And so like that comes down. What's the state of fitness? We're lost because we don't know. I don't believe that we know what health really means. But as a collective, we aren't really tapping into ourselves very well right now. That's pretty obvious. 100%. You know, like, look what the – politically, look what's going on. Like, just press pause for a second, people. Like, yeah. You can have your opinions, but we don't I – mean, let's just press pause. That's, that's yeah. how I feel about pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. I say it to myself, too, and I'm like, time out, B. Like, this rant. I'm about to say, like, time out on me before I just go off and, like, what the fuck are you talking about anymore? Yeah. But it's – those are the things that fire me up. Because everything does start in your mind, in your heart. And what are you trying to do to be the best version of yourself? Because that's contagious. And then the money comes along as an energetic exchange. And I will exchange money with you because I enjoy the opportunity to be around you and people like you. So if you were like, hey, pay me 20 bucks to be on the podcast. I'd be like, well, I don't have 20 bucks, but I'd still like to be on. I'd tell you, let's pay it in energy. Fine. Yeah. I had 20 bucks a year, Chris. I don't care. Take the money. Yeah, take good, my $20. Good conversations, an enjoyable hour, whatever it is. So to me, there's this, it's, what's the state of fitness? It's not global enough. And we definitely don't know what we're doing at the core. Yeah. You know, it's so basic. We fucking miss it. Yeah. And I think, man, I think like for me, at least I know that because I know that we talk about like, we talk about the basics a lot. And I think that there's, I think there's, there's, there's two sides to like the popularity of things like in quotes, like functional fitness, because people determine what <laughs> functional is for them. There's, there's, there's two sides to it. There's, there's the great side because it's become so popular and it's made, it's gotten so many people with a bar back in their hands and concerned about their health and wanting to get together and like throw down with people and like, and try to make it enjoyable and try to enjoy working out. Like, and they see, I don't have to do this every single fucking day. I yeah. can just, I can do this four days a week for an hour and I can just hang out with, with a group of people. I'll have a professional coach there with me. And I think that's awesome. I think the other side of that coin is when somebody walks into your gym and they're like, your programming's really simple. And I'm like, why the fuck does it need to be complicated? Right. Like, like I always say that like training's under no obligation to entertain you. And I think that if, I think that if you want training to entertain you, you should like just take up like watching movies every night. Yeah. Well, right? if you want like, entertainment, fine. watch me dance. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Like it, it's that idea of like, and I think, I think that's something that's come from this, from this COVID from like, like stemming off of that coming, going through COVID and the shutdown and this pandemic and like, 
I think that people have started to see, and I've seen it a lot in the CrossFit space too, just with a lot of CrossFitters like around the fucking country that I know, around the world that I follow, like training doesn't actually need to be that complicated. No. You don't, you don't need, you can get someone fit as fuck with a set of like 30 pound dumbbells and a med ball. You get, that would be, a, that's an amazing at home setup, actually. <laughs> like I wish most people had that. Like, Seriously. like you, you can get people, you can get people plenty fucking fit. Someone lives in a mountainous or a hilly area. Fuck yeah. My favorite, my favorite Instagram account, which is such a weird thing to say. My favorite Instagram account to follow through this pandemic has been fucking Derek Woodski. He's, oh, dude, Derek's awesome, man. Because I, he's, number one, he's great. I really, I really want to meet him. He's like, I saw him at the symposium twice, and I was always just too nervous to go say hi, which is fucking stupid. Um, yeah, dude, well, you and I have a lot of the same issues, I think. So. Yeah. So, like, weirdly <laughs> enough, weirdly enough, I've talked to Woodski on Instagram a couple times. We've exchanged, we've exchanged messages on there a couple times, which oh, is so cool. cool. But I was like, I want to, like, shake your fucking hand, because he's, like, my idol. Um, he's also not going to listen to this, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> but, like... His training went from like, just like, like in the gym, really super well thought out all the time to just being outside, hiking a lot, riding his mountain bike all the time, doing tons of sandbag and kettlebell shit at his house. And he put up something that like a couple weeks ago that he was like, this is trained, this has changed my training. And I doubt that I'll go back to training the way that I was. And I think, I think that's an awesome revelation because it's showing people like, even a guy like Derek and this, I might be taking it out of context, but like. Even a guy like Derek, who has been doing this for so fucking long and has been in this field for so fucking long, is still discovering evolution and still discovering, I can do this more simply, right? <laughs> like, I can, I can do this even more in an even more basic manner. One in two points to that. Number one, sounds like it's true to himself. Yeah. This is where I, this is where I feel my best. I don't maybe I don't really have aesthetic goals. I don't really have strength goals. I just have goals that I want to better myself. I want to feel alignment. I want to feel movement. I want to feel the earth. I want to feel connection. I want to challenge myself in really hard ways, but they aren't really hard in compl complexity. They're just mm -hmm. hard in execution in terms of like, ah, you got to run up this hill 20 times today. That's yep. not complex. That's just really hard, yep. hard to execute. But at the end of the day, you're describing everything like I, you know, I didn't know he did that. I don't know if I missed it or didn't pay it. Whatever. I don't. Mm -hmm. I, don't I didn't know he was doing that. But you're describing that, and all I thought was, that's a grown man being a child. He's playing. Yeah. yeah. He's playing. And so what's what are we seeing? We see a lot of kids fat now, youth that are very very fat. Uh, what's one of the problems we talk about? Kids don't go out and play, and it's not about like. Well, are they going to be a five-star recruit? Are they going to be multiple score at? No, 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 no. What we're talking about is go outside and explore self. Go outside and explore the, the, the earth. Go explore movement and what it means to be pushed down and get back up. Essentially, the weights are bullies or they're other kids playing football on the, you know, on the front yard lawn and, and, and just that he's playing and yeah. he's exploring through movement about himself, about his health, about how do I make this just a little more difficult for me to execute in terms of how do I get a response out of this thing where I'm breathing just a little bit harder. All right, I'm going to rest here. I'm going to do that hill one more time, or I'm going to put a little more weight there. Like it's just play. It's, it's exploration. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm working with Xanis right now on my own like rehab. And, and that's a lot of times I feel like that's what he's got me doing as much as it, he is very strategic and methodical about what he does. Cause he's friggin' genius. Yeah. Um, 
the other side was like, go, he, like, I just sent him a video and I was like, I, you know, he was like, can you send me that video. I saw this thing. And I was like, well, I think this is the full video and probably I'm doing it entirely wrong, but whatever it felt good. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He, he just, you know, he's always just like, don't worry about it, dude. Like I'm going to give you a few pointers, but at the end of the day, like go move, go explore, let the brain mm-hmm. figure this thing out for you. And, and that's what it sounds like. What's he's doing essentially. And it just so happens that he's in Montana, right? Uh, no, he's in, uh, uh Wyoming? he's in, he's in, uh, I think he's in California. Is he? I thought he was. Is he he's, really? He's, I thought he was Ma- Montana or Wyoming. Ma- Ma- Mammoth Lake. Uh, whatever. Whatever he's Montana. at. He's like on this. He's like in this backyard with a that backs up to a lake and mountains. So like pretty easy to play, I would think. But uh, seems like a pretty big dream come true. But it just sounds like he's playing with his health and not in the sense of like toying with it. He I mean he's like exploring it. Yeah. That's that's freaking cool. And that's that's how simple it can be. Mm-hmm. You know, I I tell all my clients we're going out of town like you can still come into the gym and I want yeah. you to, and I feel comfortable enough with you to execute your movements, play around, develop something. If you really yeah. lost, text me, but like, you're not lost. Just move. Like you're yeah. not, the chance are you doing it? Don't load up something so heavy that you can't pick it up. But outside of that, like make some crap up, man. Yeah. Nothing matters. Yeah. You know, like when I program for my clients, I'm like, I don't know. I got what I want out of this thing with like a back squat. I'm eliciting things that I want to do. I, you know, I started doing a little bit more of like flow stuff with them, just a more of a philosophy of movement. But after that, it's like, well, what do they really want? They want to do curls and all these things. Like, ah, let's load up with it. Play. Yeah. But like, you know, I used to get really butthurt when they would like add movements in or do something else. And now I look at them like, good for you. Yeah. yeah. I felt like doing curls. Go do a few more. That's yeah. fine. I, I don't give a shit. Exa- exactly. Right. Because like this stuff still has to be, I think, an expression of yourself. Right. Yeah. That's why that idea of you need to train the way that you enjoy. Xanis literally, when I moved to Kentucky and started these new jobs, so uh, the, both the gyms I work at, Strode Station and Trace, Strode Station is like a mini West Side barbell in half of it. We've got so much fucking equipment. It, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's a lifter's like fucking wet dream. And, cool. Zan- and Zanis would see that stuff on my videos and I would, t- and I would like send him like an equipment list and he, and he would put in my program, he would like the last thing of the day would be, just play around on all that cool equipment you have. Yeah. Get on the, get on the oh, belt squat. Sure. Yeah. Get on the belt squat, get on the, get on the lat pull down, get on like the, the, like get on the, like the inverse curl, like just go hang out and play around with the shit you have, play with the wheelbarrow, like the war wagon shit you guys have, like the kegs, this, all the heavy ass sandbags. He's like, go carry stuff. Right. And I, and I thought that, that was really cool. Cause I was never used to that. I was always used to like, when I did have personalized programming, super regimented, you don't do anything outside of it. And he was just like, no, do it all barefoot, wear your toe spreaders, but go have some, like, go have fun. Like, go spend half well, an which hour. Are, like, which fun. I'm glad you said that because it reminds me, I got to pack my toe spreaders. Thank They're you. awesome. I love them. You're welcome. I'm, a, um, I'm literally going to write a shot. Yeah. But no, man, like, I'm with you. That idea of, like, play and exploration, like, I think that um, that's another reason, that, like, along with the Xanus thing, like, that's one of the reasons I love things like martial arts and I love jujitsu so much. Jujitsu is such a cool exploration of movement. Like for me. Well, I'm okay. Let's go there. Let's, I'm, I'll pull this back in a little bit because now I'm curious about something else. Okay. What do you see? What do you, I mean, that's fitness too. What, yes. What's the state of, of the martial arts world? I'll call it martial arts for just as a, uh, an umbrella um, mm-hmm. word there. What's the state of that going on, do you think? So I think that, I think that weirdly enough within that community that I have seen people that use it as their fitness source 
right, as their source of that is how they exercise, it is, it's blown up again, okay. right? People are eager to be back in the gym. Like, they're not, like, canceling memberships. They are, like, they're crawl, like, they are, like, fucking, like, like, gnawing at the bit to get back in there. Yeah, that's, that's their fix. And I know, and I know the gym I go to, like, it's just, we have so many people that just love to be there. Um, and whether or not people think it should be open or not, I, I honestly, I don't care. I love it. <laughs> like we go yeah. do it. Uh, the dude that owns, it's a great gym owner. They clean, they take care of it. We're all safe. Like it's all right. Um, but I think I've been actually really surprised by how, how well most of those gyms have seemed to do and like continue to go. And I think, I think it's also like, I've always said, I think there's a different level, a different kind of camaraderie. And I would compare it to like team sports. There's a different kind of camaraderie in those kind of gyms because it's a very intimate thing. Like you are, regardless of what people want to say about it, like when you're doing jujitsu, like, and you are, and you get someone in, a, in like a, like a triangle choke or rear naked choke or a shoulder lock or some shit like that. And you tap out and you tap and they let go. There's an unspoken agreement that if you hadn't tapped or if this was real, your shoulder would now be broken or you would be unconscious. Right. Yeah. Oh, dude, and it, and that's that's such a cool experience there. Yeah. Yeah. And it builds it builds this level of camaraderie and this and the, to me, this level of comfort with just like everybody's here for the same thing. And like some people are there to compete really heavily. I am not. I just do it because there have been several occasions in my life where I've really needed to know how to fight. And luckily on a few of them, I knew how to fight. So I made it. Um, like the thing I talked about on your podcast, like the yeah, reason I yeah, PTSD, yeah. the only reason that I made it through that encounter was because I knew how to defend myself. So like I go there, but it's super laid back and I'm super relaxed because it's like, this is not the most intense thing I've ever done. Right. This is not like the worst physical encounter I've ever had, but it still builds this level of camaraderie with people because everybody's there for to get better. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing in a strength gym. Everybody's there to get better. You see that really like correlates to one another. But there's there's something different when you're like when you like roll or spar with someone for a really hard 10 minutes and like you're you're attacking each other in like a controlled setting, but you're still attacking each other. There's yeah there's a different level of sort of like, 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 good job, man. Like there's a different level of kind of comfort to that because of the intimacy sure. of it, because it's, I, 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 Oh, I can't remember where I read it. I think it's in Sam Sheridan's book. Um, but it's the idea of like fighting, fighting is inherently in everyone's DNA, right? It's, it's, it's just, it's just who people are. Right. And there's a reason that like, if there's a baseball game on one corner and a basketball game on one corner and then a fight happening on the next corner, everyone runs to the fight, yeah. right? It's just, to me, it's the purest form of competition. It's also, wrestling was the original Olympic sport. Wrestling in, in a foot race. Those were the original Olympic sports. People have always wanted to know who wins if it's just a physical encounter between these two people. Dude, right? it's, it's funny it, you describe cool. that. It builds, something. It, it, builds, it builds a camaraderie of that within that. It, it's always so cool. I mean, it doesn't always happen this way. Sometimes there is some really bad blood, but yeah. like even in hockey, when you get in fights, a lot of times you, after the fight, you, you just, you look at each other and you're like, nice, feel better. I thank cool. you. <laughs> Thanks. You know, good, yeah. you know a good, good Tilly there. It was, it was, that felt good. I feel great for getting punched in the face. And not that I've been in a ton of fights, but even the scuffles where you're just like, yeah, you get to let the aggression out. I got a buddy that his whole, I remember being at the bar with him the one night and we were just looking around and he's like, you see this quarter? He's like, 
we're so lucky this corner is between us because he's like, I can feel that like there's, we were out on a guy's night, like a couple mm-hmm. of a group of guys from the gym. And he's like, we need as men need some kind of competition. Yeah. He's like, that's, that's what happens when we don't have any competition. Shit goes wrong. He's like this quarter. I'm going to watch what I do. He looked at me and goes, I'll bet you that I can spin this quarter more times than you can spin or get it to spin longer than you can. So yeah. you're on. Yeah. And like five minutes later, we were both arguing about, well, I was longer than yours, right? Yep. The, yep. the quarter spin for a record. And, and it was like funny. And that was several years ago. And now I, I still think about it. Like, I still think about like, that's what I'm saying when men need like this, they need this outlet. They need something. I, I won't speak for women. I don't know how that works then. But like, there's, there's biologically, we got, you know, testosterone brewing. We got to do something. But like, even hockey, I remember a couple of years ago, I got in a fight in beer league. And I was pissed after the fight. And the kid looked at me and he was like, great fight. Yeah, and it pissed me off more because I was like, "I'm not done yet." I wasn't. Yeah. You you fell out. I wasn't done yet. But it was like, when I look back, I was like, "That's what it is, man. That's cool. We both had something to settle. We settled it. Move on." Yeah, you know, maybe there'll be another one. I don't know, but that's cool as hell. I'm gonna ask this selfishly. Never been in martial arts, karate, anything yeah. like that. Where would I? Uh, where would I start? Where do you suggest I would start with that? Uh, so to me, so I always, I always speak about it, uh, through the context of, of wanting to know how to protect myself and the people around me. Um, that's always how, that's the, always the context I do. I, I like competing. I think it's fun. Um, I like doing jujitsu tournaments. Um, I am the worst competitor in the world cause I give no shit about whether or not I win or lose. Because my my brain is is just weirdly good at understanding that nothing's actually at stake here, yeah. And a win and a loss for me are they're not real stakes in my brain. I I have no idea why. For me, it's not a real it's not a real thing. It's like competition is a competition to me is made up, right? It's inherent, but it's made up, right? We put value on it. I'm not going to be thrown off a cliff or into a pit of lions if I lose at a jiu-jitsu tournament, right? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go hang out with my fucking friends and drink a beer afterwards. Um, so I always think, I always think fights inevitably, all the actual fights I've been in, um, whether I was a kid or like when I was 19 and I got attacked, um, started on the feet, ended on the ground. And that happens almost every time. Um, I personally really love grappling because you can go full bore, like you can full on 100% spar and it's just called rolling in jujitsu. Um, you can full on 100% practice at full speed and be safe because there's not the uh, when you're on the ground there's not the there's not as great an opportunity for like explosive kinetic energy is the way it's usually put right with like something like boxing or muay thai or like krav maga or anything um, sure but I also the first thing I ever did as a kid was I boxed and did muay thai right so I love to strike and I know that and I know I understand the value of it because. When I was 19, the fight started standing, <laughs> like, and I and I and I knew how to handle myself and my feet, and then what, it hit the ground. What would put you in the most like um, well-rounded position, where if you weren't gonna, you know, specifically do one or the other, where you just had the opportunity to learn everything? Does, yeah, does yeah. that exist? If you so you can do things like you can specifically train mixed martial arts, like where it's going to be an amalgamation of everything. The best, the best, like. The best athletes and the best fighters that I know are the people that have a base in one thing, one or two things, right? They're re- they're like they're a wrestler. Their base is wrestling, and they're and they're a good boxer. And then 
they had jujitsu and kickboxing and Muay Thai on top of it, right? Stuff like that, or like a little bit of Sambo, right? Things like that, or Judo. Um, personally, my advice to people is usually go with grappling is if you're going to do anything, I think people should invest their time in grappling, whether it be wrestling or jujitsu. Um, and I think Brazilian jujitsu is the way to go personally, um, because grappling is about control. Does that make sense? Yeah. Gra grappling is a, is a, con they're controlling arts. Um, so if you can learn, number one, if you get into a fight, you're just going to get hit no matter what. So people have to accept it. Um, it's one of those things where closing distance, getting a hold of somebody. I know a, there are plenty of striking arts that don't teach you how to do something once you have a hold of a person. Boxing is a really good example of that. Dirty boxing is not necessarily a thing in real boxing. That's a thing in MMA, right? The idea of like of like short uppercuts and short hooks from like from a from a clinched position. You get broken up when you clinch in boxing, right? The the aspect of control and striking comes from from comes from maintaining distance. Or in Muay Thai, getting a clinch, because in, in a clinch in Muay Thai, you can do things like knee and elbow. The problem is, if you're actually fighting someone and that dude happens to know any wrestling at all, as soon as you clinch him, he's going to throw you. Right? So you would, you would start out with something like um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu then? Yeah, that would be my, my advice would, would be start with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and then when people want to strike, do boxing. Just because it's okay. the I think, and I don't say this to downplay it, because boxers are incredible, but like boxing is quote-unquote the simplest striking art to earn, learn because it's just punches sure right interesting uh, but like but yeah man there's there's a level of like there's a level of like comfort and camaraderie that comes from that stuff and uh i i it's it also just it, it's a lot like being strong it just gives you confidence right um we went to a socially distanced concert like two months ago or something maybe a month ago and it was it was it was just like <laughs> we're just like sitting at tables all the tables are six feet apart i was like this isn't a great idea but we were like we've been inside for a couple months we want to go do something um and near the end of the night the concert was had been over for a while people were drinking it was about that time that we were starting to be like we should probably leave soon because nothing good ever really? happens now of course something happened because this just this giant like Dude, and like, I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but this guy was a few inches taller than me. I would say, but you're not a tiny dude. No, I'm not a tiny <laughs> dude. Um, bigger guy than me comes over and sits down at the table and is just drunk off his ass and starts tar talking to us. Um, he realizes that all the, all, the, all the ladies at the table are taken or not interested. And that, so he's not going to get lucky. So me and my friend Moses, he starts wanting to fight us. He, he doesn't just say, do you want to go fight? Because if someone looks at me and just kind of wants to go bar fight, I'm not the kind of person that's like, fuck no. I'm like, yeah, dude, that sounds fun. Let's go scrap. Like, <laughs> it sounds cool. And it blew up into this whole thing, man. It blew, it, this entire thing, we got up. So he didn't like that we, told, that we asked him if he would leave because we were going to leave. Like, we were just like, hey, man, have a good night. We're walking away. He's yelling at us. My, my friend Moses, who I, I fucking love to death, He's very drunk and is protective, and so he yells back, and uh, this guy doesn't like it. So I'm between this guy and the entire group, but the entire time, I'm not yelling at him, right? The whole time, I just have, like, my hand on his chest, and I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? We're leaving. I was like, we're leaving, dude. His name was Mark. So now, and we're in our group. I'm always like, man, I'm going to fucking mark your ass. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? Mark, we're leaving. We're leaving. Everything was fine, man. Everything was fine. Like we like, and he was perfectly pleasant conversation for the first half hour, but I was like, we're leaving. And he was just so determined that he just, he was going to fight someone. He was going to fight one of us. The problem was if he fought any of us, it was going to be me. Um, <laughs> and he like, but to the point that like, you know, I yelled for one of his friends because his, his table had done, was watching, but was not doing a fucking thing about it to stop him or come get him. And I yelled, I was Sometimes like, Sometimes your friends suck. <laughs> yeah, right. And I was just like, I was just like, dude, will you come get your buddy? And they were like, oh, okay. And they ran over and they got him. Um, and then we walked, we walked uh like the ladies to their car me and moses did and then we were walking to my car which was back by the venue we were at and mark and his friend had come out of the venue looking for us like they had followed us to our car right Ooh. like and i'm one of those people like i said if you just want to go outside and scrap that's one thing and i'm more than willing to go outside fist bump and just throw some hands and then be done with it maybe that's a neanderthal way to be but that's what i'm like but this guy followed us to our car. So, so Moses like wanted to yell at him. I was like, just get in the car, man. So he gets in the car and Mark yells something at me about my girlfriend. He, cause she had gotten in his face at one point cause she was worried about me. He said, she, he said something about keep her on a leash. So then I got really mad and I'm like, and I looked at his friend and I was like, I'm going to hurt Mark. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm going to hurt him. <laughs> I was like, you need to get him out of here. Cause I'm going to fucking hurt him. And that it was weird because it kind of clicked for him all of a sudden that like, okay, we're not going to, this isn't a bar fight anymore. Now he's actually made these people. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually pissed. Yeah. Now he's actually made someone mad. Um, yeah. And he was like, he's like, oh, okay, we're going. And he like, he like, I remember he just, he just like bear hugged his buddy and just started and like just bear hugged Mark and started walking backwards. But it was one of those things where the next day, Megan and her friends were like you handled that really well and like you were calm and you just got everybody out of there and I'm like I don't need to fight him yeah I was like it's I don't the confidence that you him. can yeah it's the confidence that I can and it's also the idea it's also like to me it was like Mark doesn't <laughs> Mark if you're listening you don't <laughs> have any, he doesn't have anything right he doesn't have anything that instills confidence in him he doesn't have anything that makes that he probably feels like it's his exclusively. And like people that do that are on, I think unaware of who they are. Right. I know exactly who I am and I'm really confident who I am. Right? right. And so it's like, I don't have anything to prove here. Like my, my pride, my pride's not riding on a bar fight and it's not riding on whether or not I actually like, you know, break his jaw or something. Like, it's just, I'm just here. I'm having a good time with my friends. I'm letting his friend know that Mark is now escalating the situation. And as, and as soon as you let someone know that the escalate, the situation often deescalates. But if he wants his jaw broken, I can do sure, that we too. Can, we can try. We can try. <laughs> that um, is not that hard. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah. So my recommendation would always be things like jujitsu would be my place to start because it's also uh, real quick. Cause I know we're coming up on our time. Um, it's the most, I describe it as suffocating. Grappling is far more panic inducing than striking is because striking, you might, you're going to get hit. Like someone will like pop you in the face. You're going to box or kickbox with someone that's way better than you at some point. And they're not, it's not going to hurt you, but you're just going to get hit like most yeah. of the time. Grappling is pressure. So you're going to have someone that is like, knows how to like choke you out, 
break your bones, manipulate your body, and they're going to be physically wrapped around you for the duration of the fight, right? Mm. Or you're going to be with someone that, that's really good at wrestling or takedowns, and you're going to be standing up, and you're going to be hand fighting, and then all of a sudden, you're just going to be on your fucking back. And you're just going to be like, I don't know what's going on. And there's just now there's just this person on top of me, right? There's a, there's a weird let people that, like, start jujitsu and stuff like that. They panic so hard the first few times they do it. And it's almost like you have to teach them and tell them. It's like, dude, calm down. Like, mm. I'm not actually trying to hurt you. We're not actually trying to hurt each other here. We're practicing. Yeah. I know that this is new. I know it's intense. And I know it, like, it feels hard to breathe. But, like, <laughs> but like you're fine. And if this becomes too much, just say stop. Yeah, if, if which is so insulting in yeah, so dude. many ways. But if, if it's just, yeah, hey, if, it, if you want me to, all you got to do is say stop. Yeah, but it is. It's it's just one of those things, man. It's just like, if you get in a situation you don't like, say tap, say wait, say stop. It's like, dude, we're not here to like, like, this isn't a hazing thing. It's just like, it's, it's like, what's wrong? Like, because sometimes like shit, like I remember uh, like two months ago, I was at a class and a dude's foot slipped and he accidentally kicked me in the back of the head. And he didn't really notice. So I was like, wait, 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 wait. Cause I was trying like not to go out. Cause he kicked me really, cause his foot slipped on sweat. So it just like connected with the, like the base of my skull. And I like saw white and I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. And I just kind of like, like curled over into a ball and he stopped. And it, it's just because we're not here to actually hurt each other. Right. This isn't a real yeah. fight. Um, Damn. Yeah, man, it's That's awesome. <laughs> you know, it is. It's great. I always tell people they should try that shit. It's so much fun. You'll learn a lot. You'll learn a I'll lot. I'll follow about up for a long time. Yeah, that's that's more than anything. That's the reason I think I want to get into it. Just I'm on this like little spiritual journey where I want to. Everybody talks about their regrets when they die, and I I don't want mine to be like I didn't really meet myself. You know, didn't really know who I was, who I was, or who I want to be. You know, whatever you want phrase is. But yeah, man, that sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, man. Did we cover the the COVID health state of fitness coaches fitness facility thing? Uh, I think so. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. We talked. I'll ask this question. Okay. What do you think is going to happen with facilities? I think, I think a couple of things. I think you're going to see a lot of facilities close. I don't think you're going to see a ton of really good facilities close. So I think it, like you said earlier, I think we're in a saturated, we've all, we've been in a saturated market in the gym space for a long time. And I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of gyms go under. Um, and of course, you know, as always, I think you sh- I shouldn't say, I don't think that good gyms will go under because of course some will. Um, but I think that, uh, I think you're going to see the market become a lot less crowded. And I think you're going to see a really big rise in what good coaching looks at, looks like, because I think those are the places that are going to make it and they're going to thrive because they have the ability, because they have the ability and the drive and the want to. Um, and I think that what's going to happen is it's, <laughs> I think you're going to see a lot of gyms that like, they kind of make it through, but they don't have a good facility. And I think people are going to have a much uh, lower barrier for bullshit and like bad coaching. I think, I think we'll see that. And I think that'll happen in about like, like a year or so, like the next 18 months, you'll see a much bigger rise in people understanding what like coaching actually looks like, because on the other side of it, people are going to go to the online space a lot. And when you start getting into the online space, it's, I think it's a lot harder to bullshit people, especially when you've got groups like, uh, when you've got groups like power athlete out there putting out what they put out. Um, you've got Derek Woodsky and Matt Benson put out their daily destroyer program. That's apparently just 
dude's doing great things for people. A daily destroyer. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got you've got fucking Cal Strength and Dave Spitz doing their thing. You've got just you've got Deuce Athletics and Deuce Gym and like Logan Gilbrick doing everything that they do online. He's a that that dude's a force of fucking nature. I don't get it. Um, Logan's a fascinating man. Yeah, I would love to, I would love to chat with Logan for sure. But it is, man. I think I think you're gonna see a lot of people start to understand what actual good coaching looks like because I think it's gonna I think it's gonna flood the market and do better because if there's less if there's less things to look at if there's less test samples to look at within that field right if there's less people in that field then there's less bullshit to sift through if you ask me yeah yeah dude I think that's kind of one of the reasons I'm well I don't know I think I'm probably getting away from doing so much programming you know I'll put mm-hmm. some like template type stuff out there just for you know added on but that's I don't I don't think that's where I make my juice at you know like I, yeah. I I'm more of a connector I like nutrition a lot more than I like programming as much as I like talking to people about movement and getting strong and simple yeah. and stuff but like nutrition to me is just a little bit more connected to the mindset of things and, and that's mm-hmm. where I really that's that's really where I like to explore and I think it's yeah. because I like to explore on myself too but yeah man you're talking like that I think you're right it's it's either going to force you to level up or the upper echelon level is going to really just you're going to, it's going to become really, really loud and obvious that you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So just sit the fuck down yep. and it's okay. It's okay. You, yeah. your purpose is not in writing programs. And that's kind of where I'm at. We're like, I'll still learn about it. I still want to provide as, you know, a service and be able to have knowledge of it. And, you know, if I could become really, really great at it, it'd be awesome. Yeah, I just don't get I don't get the enjoyment of sitting down and writing programs for people as much as I do problem solving nutritional roadblocks or mindset block. I mean, nutritional roadblocks feel like mindset roadblocks anyway. So like, that's, that's where I like when I wake up, I'm like, that's what I want to do today. So, you know, it's as coaches, we have that in our, our DNA, I guess, for yep. just whatever. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Towards that phrase that, that I, I just said, but but you know, like it, there's this, there's this uh, uh, flexibility or mobility, if you will, in, in terms of being able to touch all those places. And mm-hmm. uh, I like being well-rounded, but I, I don't think that I want to be elite in programming and be able to write it, but I don't. That doesn't it's see like, it's see like I'm the my nuts off type thing. Yeah. yeah like you I'm, like I'm, the programming. I love, and that's where, that's where I make like my money online. Yeah. Like it's just in programming. I love programming. I love sitting down and writing it. I, I block out a few hours every week to just sit down and crank out all of it. Cause oh, I, I just, man. I just enjoy it. I, I, re- Good I on really you. enjoy maybe, it. Maybe it's a, maybe it's more of like a struggle myself that I don't feel like I'm good enough at it. I mean, mm-hmm. like, like many things where that's like part, that's more the struggle where I'm like, Oh, I yeah. don't know what I'm writing sometimes, you know, but then like people start getting results, which, which is more also a testament to like, guys, you don't have to have the world-class shit to do anything. You can just go yeah. outside and play or move and, and like take yeah. some, you know, as long as it's not killing you, you're okay. Uh, you'll get better at stuff. Now, is it the most optimal? No, not always, but that's, a you know, what is optimal? Again, more questions to answer the question. Yep. But to me, like maybe it's my personal roadblock that I, you know, I need a little bit further education on it. I need more education to believe in myself to do it properly or whatever it is. But yeah, I don't think I'm the worst programmer out there, but um it's not so I, I don't enjoy that few hours a week where I'm like, uh, it's, it's a really big task for me. Where I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I gotta do this still. Whereas like if I could lead a group of, you know, men or women, whatever it is, just people, uh, through nutrition stuff, not because I'm some nutrition expert, but I, you know, I've got a fairly decent hand. I got enough to be dangerous with, 
but yeah. Yeah. I like to, I like talking to people and leading to people. Like I think that one of my gifts is more about uh, I can I can navigate with people more, and I can navigate myself sometimes. Where I'm just like, oh yeah, I I feel like I I have that connection to people, and that that's where I really like to be. So I mean, maybe there's something to that, but good on you for liking the program. I mean, it takes all like, right. That's how we make the industry roll. Yeah. You know, that that's the things you learn to outsource. So you go, I, you know, I learned from you. I learned from power after these guys and, and like, I improve myself, but you know, if my goal isn't to be the world-class programmer, that's okay too. You can put out yeah. solid products and, and have them support you. But um, I would, for me, for me, I would rather be um, what excites me is to be world-class in, in like working with people's minds and, and, yeah you know helping them explore themselves and the opportunities available to them and mm-hmm. um and using training and movement as, as um really just another tool in that box of like we can explore it here too but um that's really cool man i, I didn't realize you you were down that rabbit hole of programs no, i love it i love it dude and i think i, I do we should got to schedule a call off this so we can ed you can fucking enlighten me a little bit more yeah dude it's i think i got i think i got i got i got the nervousness out at my old job because at one point it was just like hey you're doing all the programming now i was like yeah. okay sure and i and it just became this thing i was like i guess i'm doing this um yeah. and luckily i it was a it was a facet of uh ever since i found like i, I taught i feel like i talk about this every fucking podcast but like ever since I found CrossFit football and I thought it was such an interesting program, like as much as I loved it and as much as I, I would still only follow that program if it was around. Um, I remember finding it fascinating how it was programmed. Right. And then then when I got into like the, uh, like all those, all of John's old talk to me, Johnny blogs, like, and like, and like getting into things like the power athlete template and then finding finding back when field strong was like, took like two and a half to like three hours to do. There were these giant sessions and like going back and finding those on their old, like on the old forum and like reading through it. Like I did, I, I just remember I, I just ate it up. Um, I come from a super analytical like family and my upbringing, like my mom's a PhD and a teacher. Right. So like I was taught how to like think critically, like when I was like a fucking kid. Right. That's always, that's always been a thing. My mom, my mom has like really drilled into our heads, me and my sister um so i like the idea of connecting dots yeah, and for me programming is a really concise way to do that <clears throat> which is one of the reasons i like it so much it's a That's really cool. it's a really concise and obvious way to look at if i do if i need to put if this cycle we're trying to hit a new back squat pr cool i know that in six weeks we're hitting a wonder at max attempts what do we do on week five four three two one right i i, I love being able to just sit down and like write that out well, dude, I mean, uh, I'm pulling back from working a little bit, trying to invest in getting myself out there in online space a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to not be in person as much for a lot of reasons. I won't, I won't disclose here, but uh, just trying to trying to open myself up to me a little bit more. I, mm-hmm. I mean, if it's not if it's not obvious to this conversation, like I am very much like uh, trying to dive in deeper into the spiritual side of things, but I do believe that everything starts within and then we can push out from there. But, um, you know, at 31, I'd really like to take some real serious time and get to do that and be clear on where I want to go and what I want to do and what really lights me up. And actually I'm learning from this podcast of like, yeah, dude, you really do like the fucking mind, man. There's no shame in that. You should be doing shit like that, you know, but, um, I would love to figure out a time where you can, I can just talk offline and, and, uh, talk programming and stuff like that. It's, It's, it's not something I truly enjoy doing, but again, for all those other limitations, maybe that's part of it. 
but also like I'm not gonna not learn about it. Yeah, you know, it might not be a thing that I jump into the deep end with, but um, fuck, man, if you can raise every even your weakest thing comes uh, leveled up yep. a little bit, you, know, you just got better and can help more people. So, um, yeah, man, absolutely. Put that put that on the book somewhere sometime in the future, because yeah, uh, dude, we'll do it. I'm ready. I'm ready to learn some more stuff. So that's cool. But yeah, man. So I know on your um on your podcast, because I know we're like wrapping up a little bit here. I know on your podcast, you always you ask people like, what would it mean to live a life well done? Right. Did I get that right. So, no, I'm not. And, and I know that last time I sort of asked you, like, I try to ask, I sort of try to ask people like, you know, like, what's like your message or what do you like, what do you hope people take away from like interactions with you? And I guess, uh, and I, maybe it hasn't changed, but for people that didn't hear it last time, like, what would you, what do you hope that like your, uh, your influence on people within this industry is? I always try to just end with some kind of question like that. Like, what, yeah, what would dude, you, no, what I, you say? I, yeah. I like it. I think the struggle of me answering this is I don't know if I remember what the question was or what I answered with last time. Well, I'll, I'll, go, back, I'll go back and find it. But, but yeah, but man. I, you know, and I, I think that I, as much as I worry about not having the same answer, I'm glad that maybe it won't be the same answer because it means that we've, we've grown and evolved. But I hope that people will feel my, gen, uh, my genuine want to help. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I'm even learning about myself as much as I can be ego driven. I I'm really trying to be really well grounded in myself. I like to ask questions. I think that's how I answer other questions is with more questions. Kind of probably got that kind of theme here today too, but yeah, I just, I want to be impactful. Not necessarily like, I don't want it to be famous. You know, I want to be the right kind of famous where people look to me to, for like, Oh wow. You know what? We've seen this and done this, but more than anything, like, I just want to be able to, it sounds so cliche. How can I spice this thing up? I want people to trust that I'm, I have the, the best intentions and that anything I'm doing, I'm trying to work through myself and that if people want to come along for the ride with me, you're more than welcome to. And if you don't, that's okay too. But um, I, I try to encourage everybody to really be true to self and whatever, wherever they are right now, that's perfectly fine. And um keep digging. I, I think there's yeah. always more to dig up and, and that's where I am. And that's probably why my answer will always shift that I'm not the same person I was an hour ago after, before this conversation started the same way I wasn't a couple months ago when we did our podcast together. It's so, I mean, long, long answer summed up short. I, I want to be known as a genuine heartfelt person. That's really just looking deeper to try and um, impact the world more positively and, and hopefully along the way lead or inspire others to, to, live their best life in whatever capacity that really means yep you uh you saying that reminded me one of my favorite fighters ever is a guy named jens pulver uh he was what's, the, it, uh, what's the name jens pulver jens pulver he was, okay he's a he's an old school guy he was like the first i think he was the first lightweight champion in the ufc ever um but he had there's a really great documentary made about him uh, i think like back in 2015 um and in it he says he's like he's like he's like i'm not famous He's like, he's like, he's like, rich people are famous. He's like, he's like, he's like, I'm just a dude. People know my name. I'm popular. And I, and I love it. Cause like, he's, he's just really, he's like down to earth dude that had like a, just had a really weird life. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just popular. He's like, I don't want to be. Yeah, famous. dude. It's, it's one of those and things like, yeah, I want to be like, popular, with you, with you. famous. And, yeah. Like want to be popular, famous so I can interact with more people. Yeah. But, so you can but at the more same reach, time, sometimes that. I'm like, sometimes I'm just like, yeah, fuck everybody. I don't want to be around anybody. But yeah. Um, that's a crazy extrovert introvert thing. I don't know whatever people say, but uh, that, that's, that, that is right though. I feel like that's it. Like I want to be able to connect with as many people as possible because I'm teaching what I want to learn. 
and hopefully yeah. somebody else finds something, you know, if I'm a step ahead of somebody else on their journey, awesome. Learn what I did and then figure out your own mistakes too. But like, just know that you're not, we're all just, we're just, nobody knows what the fuck's going on on this yeah, earth right. ever. You know, if anybody says they are, they, they're fucked up and they're wrong. It's, I, think, I think it's the idea of like power versus connection. Famous yeah. people have power, popular people are connected to people. Because popular, yeah, po po popular implies that you're liked. Right, I think so. Um, That's it. That's good. No, man, I am sure that we will wrap on this podcast again at some point. It's, I hope to so, do every every conversation. It's amazing we get in a community of so many like good conversations. You know, yeah, people you weird. actually like, and you're like, oh, this is pretty sweet. And yeah, like I, I keep telling people, like podcasting's not necessarily my jam, but I'll, I enjoy it. It's it it open. It's a lot of really good conversations every week. It's a good it's, time. It's never my jam until I'm chatting with people, and I'm like, well, this yeah. is fucking sweet. And then I gotta put yeah. it out there. I'm like, well, I could just put their voice out there and take mine off. That would be cool too. Yeah. <laughs> but see, we always gotta be working on ourselves. There's an insecurity popping up. So there you go. We're yeah. always working. <laughs> All right, man. Go ahead, plug yourself real quick. Shameless plug. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm just on Instagram. I don't try to be anything special. Uh, nice. Instagram is at life. Well done. It's my last name. D U N N. And uh, yeah, if you follow and, and dude, I, I wish more people sent me messages, not for like my kind, but just, I just like talking to people, man. Like, yeah. Send me more messages. Damn it. Yeah. And you have a, you have a podcast too, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Thanks for yeah, that. Whole, yeah, the that podcast whole thing. is called life. It's called life. Well done. I forget anything that I even do, but yeah, everything is life. Well done. Uh, podcast and Instagram. That's pretty much where I function most at. And, um, I'm always open to have deep, meaningful conversations. And if you hate me, tell me that too. I'm always trying to learn that. So yeah. <laughs> you know. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on again. Uh, dude, thanks for having me. It's always a blast with you, bro. Of course. All right. I'll see you later, bud. Sounds good to you.